0: A visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubon. Be blessed as you listen. Come, let us enter in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We thank God for this evening and the opportunity to hear his word. Just close your eyes wherever you are. Thank him for today. Thank him for guidance. Thank him for protection. Thank him for his grace that is sufficient for you. Thank him for his strength that is made perfect even in the times of your weakness. Just give him glory wherever you are. Thank him. Bless his holy name. Give him glory give him praise thank him for the good things that happened today even for the not so good For the Bible says in all things we should give thanks unto him you want to pray committing yourself into God's hands even as the word is about to come forth that you will be alert you'll be alive that you will not slumber that you will be sharp and that you receive the engrafted word of God with joy In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. Wherever you are lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say I declare. That tonight. I am ready. To receive. The word of God. Say I declare. That my heart. Is open. I declare. That my spirit is alert i declare that my mind is sharp and tonight i receive the word of god with joy and with gladness in jesus name amen shall we father in the name of jesus i thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people i ask that your holy spirit shall take absolute control let the minds and the hearts of your people be prepared to receive the word of God tonight in the name of Jesus every hindrance to this word we come against it in the name of Jesus we declare the atmosphere open we declare the hearts open we declare the minds open in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and we declare that this word will be mixed with faith and that we shall bear fruits thereof in Jesus name amen we thank God for tonight And we thank him for an opportunity to delve into his word once again hallelujah all right this evening i'm going to continue from where i stopped on sunday on sunday i dealt with doorways to demonic influence doorways to demonic influence and i gave you three of the doorways and this evening i'll give you another three on sunday just by way of recap i spoke about the occult as a doorway to demonic influence and by occult i talked about things like you know yoga and palmistry and uh, horoscopes and certain things we may find harmless but are actually dark arts that open our homes up and open our lives up for demonic influence then we talked about demonic objects demonic objects And even when it came to the occult, I spoke about the fact that the occult is in the church more than ever. There are a lot of soothsayers and diviners who are now wearing clerical and looking like pastors and are doing all sorts of strange things in church. That is why we should be careful. We shouldn't just follow anybody who has made a name, but that we should allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to give us discernment, hallelujah. And then the third one that I spent most of the time on was on the issue of bitterness and unforgiveness as a doorway for demonic influence. Now, today, I'm going to give you another three. The first two, I won't spend my time on them because I've spoken severally about those things in other sermons. My main focus will be on the third one that I'll talk about today. All right. So, the first one I'm going to speak about, the first doorway to demonic influence... It's ungodly music. Ungodly music. Hallelujah. Music is such a powerful thing. It has such penetrative ability. When I spoke about the Christian in music, I gave you the example of David's fingers on the harp, which was the closest anybody came to casting out a demon in the Old Testament. At least from that example, we know that music can penetrate the soul. Because we are told that as he played, that tormenting spirit, that spirit of depression that had come upon Saul, left. And I mentioned on Sunday that things like depression are actually torments of the soul by the devil. Hallelujah. It's a torment on your emotions, a torment on your mind. And so, at least from that scripture, I can tell you music can penetrate the soul. It can enter the soul. Hallelujah. And so, just as the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people such that when you sing songs that glorify God, when you sing songs that, that, that glorify the deeds of God, it brings down God's presence. In the same way, when people sing about things that glorify Satan and glorify the works of Satan, you see, basically what brings down the presence of when we are talking about the works of God, you know, he's a mighty God, he does this, he does that, you know, it brings down his presence and anything you see the devil do is an attempt at camouflaging or sort of duplicating or counterfeiting what God does and so in the same way if you lift up the name of God and you lift up the works of God and you praise the works of God it brings down God's presence if you talk about the deeds of the devil and you praise the deeds of the devil and you exalt the deeds of the devil, like, um, what do you call it? Illicit sex and drugs and all sorts of immorality. And you extol these things and you exalt them. You bring down the presence of unclean spirits. Hallelujah. Your home, the atmosphere in your home must be holy. The atmosphere in your home must be clean. Don't open your home up. Don't open your soul up. demonic influence by listening to things that you don't have to listen to hallelujah that is why i recommend to christians that the safest kind of music for any christian is music that gives glory to god we have too many of such songs for us to even go delving into other i don't want to call them generous or other forms of music we we have too many hymns when you take the the methodist hymn book there are so many songs the anglican one they call ancient and modern You've not learned the ancient ones. You've not learned the modern ones. When it comes to contemporary music, we have so many examples, so many songs. There are a lot of songs that when you go to church and they are playing or they are singing, you don't know the lyrics. Spend time and learn those lyrics and stop delving into ones that will open your soul up to all sorts of things. Hallelujah. A lot of people have been trapped into sexual immorality as a result of listening to songs that glorify sexual immorality there are songs that glorify the bodies of women there are songs that glorify being able to sleep with multiple sexual partners there are songs that glorify certain acts that are not clean before god and just as songs that glorify god will bring down the presence of god these songs will also bring down the presence of demons into your life and into your home hallelujah people have gotten into drugs because they've listened to songs that suggests that these things are good they've listened to songs that exalt these things you know culture is 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 shaped by music you go into certain places and when you're into drugs you are seen as a hard guy you are seen as you you know what is up because music has shaped the society when i preach on the christian and music i quoted a statement somebody made i think it was napoleon he said if I want to shape a society, I will bypass the lawmakers and look for the ones who make the music in the place. They are the ones who shape the society. It's not the lawmakers. It's not those who make the laws. It's not those who say, "Oh, when you do this, is wrong or this is." They are being preached to on a daily basis through music. So, if you're a Christian, you come to church on Sunday, you sing the Christian songs nicely, but for the rest of the six days of the week. You are being preached to by, I don't want to mention some names, and the things that they exalt and the things that they extol, those are the things you are feeding your soul with. You are opening your home up. You are opening your soul up for demonic influence. It's always unwholesome music, unclean music, ungodly music. May you purge your home of unclean music May you pay your phones of unclean music. May you pay your laptops of unclean music. The second. Are sexual perversions. They open you up for demonic influence. Sexual perversions. Or sexual sin i've said this several times and i'm sure you know it by now that sex is more than just a physical act demons can be transferred from one person to another through sexual intercourse when you read first corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 first corinthians 6 verse 16 let's read that first corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 what know you not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body, for two he said shall be one flesh. All right. So it's saying that if you join yourself to a prostitute, you are one. Hallelujah. You are one. Everybody say you are one. You are one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so so there, there, there is more to sexual acts than just two people having fun. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. You see, a a condom can prevent the transmission of STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. But hear me today. A condom cannot prevent the transmission of another kind of STD. This time it is sexually transmitted demons. No condom can stop that one hallelujah no condom can stop that one people have received demons into their lives evil spirits that are working against them and working against their progress simply because they couldn't control themselves they opened themselves up and you see there are some sexual sins eh? what they do is to It's like I I, I call them they are like the spirit of Delilah. You see, let me let me explain the whole Delilah thing. There's no time to read the, the the scripture, but you see, we are told that some people hired Delilah. And anytime something came around, there were some men hiding behind the curtains. you see certain kinds of sexual things pornography and all of those things eh? they open the door for other things to come in so they are like the Delilah they want to entice you but there are more serious and more dangerous things that are hiding behind the curtains that are waiting for Delilah to open the door for them to come in. these things work with all sorts of spirits they work with all sorts of things that if you allow into your life can catch up to your destiny hallelujah may god give us the grace to flee from sexual sins and sexual immorality Amen. so i'm done with the first two also, these ones are uh, you you can have many sermons from me if you go into the archives you you hear me talk about this so many times but is the third one i am going On today, for the few minutes that I have left, and I want you to listen to me carefully. I know this one, when I mention it, it will shock you a bit, but it is a serious doorway, it can destroy a lot of things, it can destroy marriages, it can destroy ministries, it can destroy people's assignments. So, what is this mysterious doorway to demonic influence? It is tiredness and stress. Listen to me carefully on this one, it will help you. Tiredness and stress is a major, in fact, a major doorway. I'm going to show you how tiredness and stress can destroy your marriage faster than adultery. Tiredness and stress. It can destroy your ministry fast. It can ensure that you don't finish your assignment if you don't learn to deal with these things well. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. So let's start reading from this 1. I'll show you somebody who was tired and under stress. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 18, we had the famous contest on Mount Carmel where Elijah faced the 850 prophets he defeated them spiritually and defeated them physically as well one man slaughtering 850 after now it's a mystery to me how he managed to accomplish that feat because I don't think these people just presented themselves kill me finish me cut my throat there must have been some resistance one way or the other but this was one man against 850 I mean even if he had 24 hours if you divide 24 hours by 850 like how many <laughs> he, he, he it, it must have been some supernatural work of some sort so this man was tired i'm going to show you what tiredness and stress can do to you and how it can open you up for demonic influence you see when we say demonic influence a lot of people think, oh, demonic influence means, oh, the demons will come and kill you. Or they'll come. No, 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 no. One of the strongest forms of demonic influence is demonic suggestion. Hey, hey. <laughs> Satan can just drop a suggestion into your mind about yourself, about your spouse, about your friend, about your father, about your mother, about your God. And stress and tiredness is one of the ways Satan can open us up for some of these demonic suggestions. Look, once one demonic suggestion can destroy your life. If you accept it, you allow it to gain grounds in your mind and in your spirit. It can destroy your life. It can destroy your marriage. It can destroy your ministry. Look at what tiredness did to this man. Stress and tiredness. He said, and Ahab told Jezebel. All that Elijah had done, and without how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Now, you and the man, you are going to report to your wife. Isn't this supposed to be the other way around? May you not be an Ahab in your house. <laughs> Verse 2 <laughs> Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also if i make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow this time verse 3 and when he saw that he arose and went for his life i mean why why should he run away from jezebel when he could stand and face 850 men one woman you see what stress can do you see what tiredness can do to you things you are supposed to be able to handle and face easily if you don't handle stress and tiredness well you can succumb to those things you will succumb to inferior challenges challenges that are a normal circumstance since you should be able to handle he said and he came to beersheba which belonged to judah and left a servant there verse 4 But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. The guy was depressed. He was tired. He was stressed out. It opened him up for depression. And now he was even having suicidal tendencies. Luckily, he was saying God should kill him. He didn't say he, he will kill himself. (laughs) <laughs> he requested for himself that he might die and said it is enough now oh lord take away my life for i am not better than my fathers was is it true we don't even know his fathers we've not heard about them but at least we know elijah we know what he has done so you see stress can open you up and you will have a distorted view of yourself You have a distorted view of those around you. You have a distorted view of your spouse, of your God, of the important things that are in your life. Stress and tiredness. He said, I am not better than my fathers. Verse 5. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Verse 6. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coast, and a crust of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and laid him down again. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Verse 8. And he arose, and did eat and drink. And went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. Verse 9. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? When you read down, you realize that after this, God realized that I need to get another prophet. It's for the sake of time now i'm not reading the whole thing it was in the same first kings chapter 19 that god told elijah that anoint elijah as prophet in your stead and he went and looked for elijah threw his cloak on him and the man slaughtered his oxen shared the meat and then came and followed elijah you see he was alone and he also had the mentality that he was alone He said, "God, they have slaughtered all your prophets." But later, God told him that there are some seven thousand people out there who have not bowed down to bow. One of the things stress and tiredness can do is to make you feel like you are alone in in, in whatever situation you find yourself in. Me alone? Am I the only one who has to work three or four jobs? Am I the only only one who has to? wake up in the middle of the night and breastfeed the baby by now my friends are sleeping by now my husband is sleeping because he doesn't have breast milk me alone that worked me alone the devil can use it to do a lot of things in your life i am the only one who has not bowed down but you see there's nothing new under the sun Whatever you are going through, somebody has gone through it. Somebody has gone through worse and the person has survived. That is why you must know that you can also survive. Mielo. You see, we need to learn to take advantage of the support systems that are around us. By support systems, I mean three categories of support systems first from your superiors second from your co-equals and thirdly from your subordinates superiors your equals and then your subordinates support system from superiors i'm talking about mentorship everybody say mentorship. mentorship you see you must have mentors in your life people who have Gone through what you are you are going through. People who have taken the journey you are taking, or people who are ahead of you. There's a reason why Mary needed to connect with Elizabeth when she got pregnant. Because we're told that Elizabeth got pregnant six months before Mary got pregnant. So she needed to go to somebody who was more pregnant than her. So when she's having nausea, she can't sleep, heartburn. Say, Oh, take some ice block and just chew it and drink water on it, you'll be fine. I've been there before hallelujah you must make use of the mentors around you may god give you good mentors may you locate people who will be able to give you one piece of advice that will save you two years of work what you are going through somebody has seen some before and has probably solved that problem so instead of you having experiential knowledge just go for advice knowledge and counsel knowledge it's as simple as that that difficulty you have in your marriage somebody has solved it before somebody has seen a similar thing or probably has helped somebody solve a similar problem before why go through all that stress when you can just ask and you'll be told that do it this way don't do it this way do it this way don't do it this way support systems from you see sometimes the support systems are around us but we don't want to make use of them we feel we need to grind everything out ourselves you need to go through it so that you know that yes you are being made strong you know there are people who who like making things difficult for themselves naturally they just like making things difficult for themselves they feel if it is not difficult then it means they are lazy they think when the thing is difficult that shows that they are hardworking but you see ladies and gentlemen we have moved away from the you see hard work is good but in this realm instead of working hard we are working smart everything is smart now smart tv smartphone smart watch now there's smart uh, uh, fridge smart everything so you to be smart work smart sometimes people want to go through the the the, 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 the harder procedure when there is a simpler way of doing it Look, if you're a woman and you can afford a washing machine, buy it and use it to do the washing. You 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 spending eight hours and that doesn't make you more of a woman. It doesn't make you more of a woman. Learn to make things simpler for yourself. You want to grind the thing in the apothor? You like there are certain things the blender can't do like that. But there are certain things the blender can do. So use the blender for those ones and reduce the stress. Hallelujah. When you go to the market, don't spend unnecessary time bargaining over one CD. That one CD that you spend 10 minutes. When you're going to buy tomato, you spend extra 10 minutes bargaining on the tomato. You spend 10 minutes bargaining on the garden egg. Spend 10 minutes bargaining on the... Meanwhile, it's one, one, one. If we put all of that money together, it's not even significant for you. Small trouble that they uh, will talk. No, I won't allow myself to be cheated. Meanwhile, you are creating stress for yourself. You get home and the stress will make you misbehave. You will back at people you are not supposed to back at. You will give answers you are not supposed to give. And you have opened yourself and your home to the devil. Look, learn to make things simple for yourself. Don't carry all the burdens of this world upon yourself. You see, later I'll show you the difference between Jesus and then Moses and Elijah. Don't <laughs> no, worry, I'll show you today. <laughs> I'll show you today. Look, don't glorify stress. Oh, that you must struggle so that you feel like you are doing. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. I'll show you. T- Jesus worked smart says work smart moses and elijah didn't work smart and because of that both of them couldn't finish the assignment moses couldn't lead them into the promised land elijah's main purpose was for him to bring down jezebel you see the prophets of baal was just a, a means but by the time he was finished with the prophets of baal there was nothing left in him so he had to take jehu to come and bring down Jezebel. He couldn't finish his assignment. He did a good job, but he couldn't finish. Stress, tiredness, can ensure that you don't finish your assignment, you don't fulfill your ministry, and I dare say, that if you don't handle the subject of stress, and tiredness well, you may not even finish your marriage. Don't glorify stress and feel like i have to take everything upon myself to feel like i'm working or i'm doing something work smart look at the office look for easier ways ways to make things easy for yourself that is why people have sat down and and thought about softwares and apps and things the only apps you have are facebook TikTok, whatsapp this is there are apps that you can use to make things easy for yourself There are computer softwares that you can use to make learning easy, work easy. If it's accounting, there are things that you can... There there, there are apps that you can use to make your work easy. Medicine, everywhere. There are ways of making things easy. But you want to grind it out. You want to work the hard way so that you feel like, Charlie, I am doing something. I am not lazy. I don't see why if a woman can have a caesarean session and there's a good reason for a caesarean session she should force herself and go through labor so that she can feel like oh i want to feel like i I delivered the baby for god's sake you have carried the baby for nine months that is good enough that is good enough look there are some homes eh? what would destroy the marriage is the fact that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not everything you can't say <laughs> look there, there are certain things eh, one small decision it will just save the happiness in the marriage like that it will just save the happiness in the marriage like that if you are seeing that because of work schedules and things and blah blah there's a lot of stress on the woman and on top of she has to stand on her feet cook and blah 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 there are people who are solving that problem you give them a menu the week monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday this is what i want they'll go to the market cook you go and pick it up it doesn't look in my opinion that doesn't make you any less a wife in some homes that is what will save the marriage that is what will save the marriage you see we have created certain things in our minds that are not necessarily in the Bible they are killing us and we are watching these things kill us slowly the dynamics differ in every home in a certain house the fact that the woman can't cook is what will destroy the marriage in another home the fact that the woman outsources the cooking is what will save the marriage look at the unique conditions in your place and so look don't look at other people's dance and dance. you have your own music that is playing dance to your own music i'm telling you stress eh? the way it can open you up for demonic suggestions that is why Satan say oh, come your husband doesn't love you your wife is this who, or all because you are stressed out, you are vulnerable and you are open. These things become mental strongholds in people's minds. And it follows them throughout the marriage. And you see, stress, it can even open you up to adultery. Especially when an illegal outlet for your stress presents itself. Somebody who will text you at 1130 in the night a work colleague who seems to understand you who seems to know how to crack the right jokes just because you are stressed and he can make you laugh and you feel good small you realize you start spending more time with him spending more time you start committing mental adultery emotional adultery adultery is not only physical there's emotional adultery where now you confide in other people instead of the people you are supposed to confide in. And it can all come as a result of stress and tiredness. You haven't handled the stress and the tiredness well. So it's opening your home up to possible adultery. The things that fight us, eh, They are not the things we are looking at. The things that are really destroying us they seem sad but may god through his word open your eyes today may god give you that grace of revelation to handle and tackle the things that you need to tackle ah, stress and tiredness when you are stressed and when the devil speaks you listen you accept it you are vulnerable you are open the devil told elijah that you haven't achieved anything and he accepted man of god anointed man of god like this the power of demonic suggestion just came and told you you haven't achieved anything and he just accepted it like that depressed and suicidal may the devil never depress you in the name of jesus so elijah was a one-man orchestra and that stressed him out to the point where he couldn't fulfill his ministry Moses was another one-man orchestra. Let me show you something in Exodus chapter 18. Let's read from verse 14. Exodus chapter 18. Give me NLT for that one. Give me NLT. Is that when Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone? While everyone stands around you from morning till evening. Moses was honam job. He felt like he was the only one. Look, there are other people who can do what you are doing. Verse 15. Moses replied, because the people came to me to get a ruling from God. Verse 16. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. Can you imagine all these millions of people? All the petty, petty quarrels. It was Moses alone who was solving it. He said, I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. Verse 17. That is no good. That was what his father in law told him. With an exclamation mark moses father-in-law exclaimed verse 18 he said you are going to wear yourself out and the people too this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself hallelujah so he advised him on how to decentralize decentralization appoint people to deal with other things you are stressing yourself out moses was a one-man orchestra doing everything no wonder he couldn't finish his assignment because you see Moses and Elijah were two very different people like in terms of temperament and all but there was one statement they made in common the only time they had a thing in common was when they were asking God to kill them let's read Numbers chapter 11 from verse 14 Numbers 11 14 He said, I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. You see, stress talking now. Verse 15. If this is how you intend to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor and spare me this misery. The only time Moses and Elijah, two completely different people, even though both anointed sounded alike, was when they were petitioning God to kill them. And it was as a result of stress. You see what stress can do? So, Moses was a one man orchestra. Elijah was a one man orchestra. But you see when Jesus came, he said, Me, I won't make that mistake. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to make that mistake. First of all, he went out and started recruitment. He started recruitment. I'm not going to do this thing alone. I don't stress myself out. Started recruitment. It's not wrong to recruit people to help you in ministry. It's not wrong. Jesus recruited when, come, come and follow me. And then you realize that, you see, rest, eh? rest is a very powerful thing, All the laws God gave, the only one he himself practiced was the one that had to do with resting on the Sabbath day. That's the only one he himself practiced. All of them, the only one, observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy. He knew the importance of rest. Jesus understood the importance of rest. No, he wasn't going to kill himself before he started. You know, he knew his life was short right? If he stresses himself, instead of 33, I would have died at 26. He knew the importance of rest. And I can tell you, Jesus went through ministry stress free. Because for him to open his mouth and say, "That come unto me all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he didn't keep quiet there. He said, For my yoke is light, and my bedding is easy. Or is it my yoke is easy, and my bedding is light? Can you call his assignment an easy bedding? No, no, it wasn't. The whole world upon your shoulders like that. But he survived. Because he understood rest. He understood ways of using the support systems that are around you and as i said the support systems eh, they can be your superiors your equals and then your subordinates jesus made sure the people under him he made them do the things they are supposed to do he won't stress himself out and do everything he won't stress himself out and do everything he was teaching them the word, teaching them how to cast out devils, teaching them how to live their lives by giving them nice parables. he was doing a lot of things for them. But when it came to preparing the supper, I said, Ask for the cooking, I'll cook for you. We call Peter and John, go and prepare the supper. Now I'll do for you. When he needed a donkey, he could have gone himself. But I called two disciples. He said, Go. There's a donkey tied by tree. tree. Going. It's like a, a pastor going to preach and something to do with his car. Hey go and solve it for me Just, uh, and bring the car let me sit inside and go no you see when <laughs> when you are into ministry especially when you are heading a ministry the burdens on you are so many if you are not strategic enough to know when to give other people responsibilities you will stress yourself out today you stress yourself out today david thought he could do everything he had killed the champion Goliath so in a normal circumstance any other giant he should be able to kill it he tried killing another one; he almost died it took one of his mighty men abishai to save him that means there's not everything the top person must come down to come and do the people around you must see things and handle so he doesn't have to come down because you see when you are coming down from a certain level to come and handle certain things you become vulnerable and things that are in a normal circumstances should not floor you when that up flawing hallelujah jesus understood how to release the bedding to other people is that's why donkey go and and handle it for me there was a problem with my car this week ns came he said bishop you don't worry i'll 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 sort sort it out i'll sort the car out for you i ensured that the mechanic did what he was supposed to do everything so that i can i can concentrate on other things hallelujah yeah because see, when you are a pastor, especially a head pastor, by the time you are leaving church on Sunday. <laughs> hmm, As I standing to preach and everything, at least one or two people will come and see you with some beddings. And if you are a correct pastor, you will feel the bedding. You see, sometimes, eh, even when you are happy, you can't be happy. Because you remember somebody else's bedding and something somebody else is going through and it takes your happiness away. As if you're a correct pastor. So the burdens are many. And you must know when to dissipate pressure and give other people responsibilities to do. And you must understand rest. When I went for my retreat, uh, God taught me a lot. Of, and some of the things are, is, is what I'm teaching you now the importance of rest. I had to go for that retreat because I realized I was tired. I was tired physically. I was tired spiritually. Everything. My intention for going was that I was going to fast and pray, but I thought through it. I was like, "Look, I I need to recuperate, and you're going to add fasting to it. No, it doesn't make sense. You can pray, but the fasting can come later. When you recuperate, now you can do the fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah." I could have come back even more stressed if I hadn't had the wisdom not to add the fasting. You say, oh, but if you've gone for a retreat yeah, you must pass. When I came back from a retreat my cheeks were round My wife was like, hey, you are looking fine. You are supposed to be <laughs> I went to rest and think and pray and go for laying on of hands and plan. It's not every retreat that has to be stressful oh. You feel is a retreat uh, then by the time you come back you should be weak and lean some of the retreats are meant to recuperate <laughs> rest is important god 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 practiced it he practiced it that is why even in secular work going on leave is necessary you can't continue working 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 without leave like that no and let me show you something show me. Show me. Stress time. jesus was very very strategical give me mark chapter 6 let's read from verse 30 give me nlt they were doing a lot of work there was a lot of stress people were coming with all sorts of beddings and blah 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 and look at some smart things jesus did he says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry. Those was after he had given them authority over demons, go and cast out devils and, of course, new power. So they were doing the thing, you know, going all over the place. He said, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Verse 31. Then Jesus said, now this is where I'm interested in. Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. jesus was a master strategist that's why he could finish his assignment he knew the importance of rest and rest a while he said this because there were so many people coming and going that jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat oh you think oh because of the don't kill yourself because of the ministry and the people one pastor said if you die they'll mourn you for one week and go on with their lives after you are gone they didn't even have time to eat so jesus said let us disappear go to a place go and find some food to eat and rest verse 32 he says so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone because the thing was getting overwhelming people were coming with beddings people were coming with all sorts of things they needed to separate themselves small so that they could reduce the stress and these were some of the things that made so successful and you see this rest was critical because what happened after let's jump to verse 35 you realize that if they hadn't taken this rest then eh, it would have been disastrous he said, Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Verse 36. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. Verse 37. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what? They asked. We would have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. Verse 38 how much bread do you have he asked. go and find out they came back and reported we have five loaves of bread and two fish 39 then jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass that means nice lawn so they sat down in groups of 50 or a hundred Verse 41, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. Verse 42, they all ate as much as they wanted. Verse 43, and afterwards the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. If you have organized a wedding before you know how much stress and how much work it takes to feed 400 people how much planning goes into feeding 400 wedding guests they had to organize an impromptu reception on a lawn for 5000 people can you imagine the amount of energy if they hadn't taken that rest in verse 31 (laughs) how would this miracle have been possible jesus was a serious strategist he understood how to avoid stress on the boat during the storm what was he doing The man was sleeping. Any small chance you see, when you are somebody with a lot of beddings like that, the slightest chance you get sleep. A lot of times, when you come to my house in the afternoon, I'm asleep. I sneak to the house and I just go and take some rest. He was sleeping when the storm was raging. The man was sleeping, why? Because what was ahead of him was big. On the other side of the sea, Gadara was waiting for him. A man possessed with 6,000 demons who could break chains and cut himself. He needed to have a lot of energy for that administration. Hallelujah. You need to be strategic. You need to know the importance of rest. Don't overstress yourself with unnecessary things. If there are ways of making things easy for yourself, make the things easy make use of the support systems that are around you if there are tools that can make your work easy use them don't say oh i must work hard so that people will not think i'm lazy it's good to work hard but it's better to work smart be smart about things sometimes doctors can spend hours on patients meanwhile you can make things easy for yourself the things that cause the delays are filling national health insurance forms and blah 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 and things like sometimes when i'm seeing patients what i do before the patient walks in i fill the national health insurance thing already why should i wait for you to come and sit down before your folder is i know your diagnosis i write your diagnosis i write whatever blah 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 so you cut down the time sometimes you look at some people's notes you feel like when you write plain thing it means you're a good doctor are ways of working smart let's be smart elijah couldn't finish his assignment moses couldn't finish his assignment because they couldn't handle stress and tiredness well elijah opened himself up for demonic suggestions because he couldn't handle stress and tiredness well i pray that god will give you the wisdom to be able to handle these things and you will finish your assignment you will not be like moses you will not be like elijah you will be like jesus who at the end of his ministry could open his mouth and say it is finished he had done everything sometimes i wonder what the conversation at the Mount of transfiguration was but i believe he was showing them how to start an assignment and finish it Now you people you started well but you didn't finish it well i'll show you that there's a way of starting an assignment and finishing it whatever you start you will finish when you start your marriage you will finish it and by finishing i mean by when death does you part you will not get tired in the middle and stop you will not open your home up to demons you will not open your mind up to demonic suggestions today in the name of jesus we cancel the power of demonic suggestions we neutralize the effect of suggestions Satan has put in your mind as a result of stress, as a result of tiredness, in the mighty name of Jesus. May God bring helpers from the north, the south, the east, and the west. People who will be bedding bearers. People who will help you to carry your bedding, People who will help you to, to negotiate your assignment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And today we silence voices that are not from God. That suggests things into your mind about your spouses, about your friends, about your pastors, about your God, about the people that are important in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, any sad door that you have opened by the power of the Holy Spirit, we command those doors to be shut, to be locked in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. And may the Lord introduce you into your rest, your period of rest, where you not stress yourself excessively. May you have the grace to work smart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. We shut doors that are being opened. We shut access to demons, to Satan, to voices that are not of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And anybody who is suffering from depression, anybody with suicidal tendencies, anybody who wants to give up in life, as a result of demonic suggestions, today we silence those voices. And we speak deliverance for you in the name of Jesus. We speak liberty for you in the name of Jesus. May the power of God touch you wherever you are and bring about deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May a refreshing wind blow over your soul, blow over your spirit, may you receive renewed strength and energy just like the angel fed Elijah and he moved in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. Receive supernatural feeding right now where you are tired and feeling like giving up in your ministry, in your job, in your marriage. Receive strength right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. And so today, Father, we declare that this word is cemented deep down in the spirits of your people. Your people will not tolerate unnecessary tiredness. They will not tolerate unnecessary stress. They will not open themselves up for demonic suggestions. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed. With thanksgiving. Amen. Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 24 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! overflow! overflow.